You are listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast with Dr. K, episode number eight, Building Empathy with Katya Wallish. Welcome to the Extraordinary Events Podcast, where we aim to educate, inspire, and empower individuals who wish to design transformational experiences. Now, your host, event education champion, Dr. Kristen Mallett. Hello, hello, and happy Thursday. Last week, Thursday, we had an industry interview with my friend, Rude, talking about the event design canvas. The feedback from that episode has been extraordinary. Why do we often feel like we are limited within our time and space? So today, I'm doing another industry interview. Me, in my professional podcast studio, and my guest zooming in from her laptop from across the ocean in Germany. Katia Wallisch is an empathy experience designer who I know we will learn a lot from today. Thank you so much, Katia, for joining us on the podcast. It's really great to have you here with us today. Thank you for the invite, Kristen. For all of our listeners tuned in today, can you share with us your name and background and what you do for a living? Yes. So my name is Katja Wallis. I'm German, I'm based in Berlin, and I'm a transformational coach and an empathy experience designer. I have a background in, in communications, so I also do a bit of communications coaching and consultancy, but mainly the area of personal growth, connection, connecting with people. Thank you. Now, I have been an event designer for a long time and attended thousands of events. I specifically asked you to come on the podcast today because you designed an empathy experience at one of the events we attended together that literally made me cry. I was bawling and opening up about deep life trauma to complete strangers, something that had never happened to me before. Your experience was so well designed and so impactful that I knew I had to have you on the podcast. Can you share with us how you got started in empathy experience design? I prefer having really deep conversations and deep connections with people. So connecting not on a superficial level, but on the heart to heart level. And I notice what magic happens when people do that. How you can instantly go one level deeper and you relate on a totally different dimension. And it will help you to just create stronger bonds with other people to understand them better and in the end if you would want to put it in the work context, you also create better results. So um, the idea was, how can you actually make people connect that don't know each other? Like, how can you create this, this space where they feel safe enough to open up, to first also open up to themselves, because this is how it all starts. For empathy, you need, first of all, self-empathy. So awareness about what is going on for you and what is going on within you, what emotions are going on in order to understand someone else and what is going on for them. So the question was, how can you create that space where people have the chance to go deep within and also to connect with other human beings? And um, yeah, it was more like really testing and trying what works. Um, A lot has to do with vulnerability. So that is one of the secrets by opening yourself up, by 
making that step and having the courage to become vulnerable by sharing something about you, that is actually the invite for someone else to do the same. And this is where real connection, real human connection starts to happen. I would say that I'm more guarded and don't let people into my life very easily. I'm not always the person to sign up first for events that require vulnerability. At this event, I went through two of your designed experiences. I think what's magical about your experiences is that you have specific activities and games that you use to encourage the participants to become vulnerable in a non-threatening way. I remember one of the experiences we were writing out chapters. I wrote one note card out and I was like, am I going to share this? Am I not going to share this? How vulnerable do I want to be? Then other people were being vulnerable and I said, okay, I'm going to share. By the end, my small group was all crying and we were hugging and we're still good friends to this day. The activity itself, though, didn't seem like prying. It was self-driven on how much we wanted to share. Can you share with us how you dream up and develop some of your activities? Um, well, I also participate in a lot of workshops myself and see what has an impact on me and what works for me. I'm an empath, so I feel a lot and, and I can sense the effects that it will have not only on me, but on other people. So I'm kind of taking inspiration here and there. I, I brainstormed also ideas with my friend and co-facilitator Divine, and we just tried a few different things. One thing that I have thought a lot about is how this would work in a standard conference. We met at an experience design conference where participants are naturally open to new experiences and being a bit more uncomfortable. How do you facilitate participants being vulnerable in a more traditional conference setting or a workshop? Well, you will always have um, a different level of openness within the participants. So I think it's important to look at the bigger context and kind of estimate what kind of target group you will have there and to build for them, but also keep the flexibility because at the end, the people that show up might be more open than you think, or they might be less open than you think, and then you need to turn it down a lot. So it's a lot about also staying in, in touch with a group as a facilitator to really interact and also check in with them, even check in at the beginning. That's a really important one also to ask what their expectations are. So you kind of get an idea also where they're at. And um, I always at the beginning share with people, okay, so this is what you can expect. Some parts might be very uncomfortable for you. I invite you to Stay in there and give it a try. See what comes up for you. But if you don't feel safe or if you don't feel you want to do it at any point in time, feel free to opt out. So no one needs to stay in there. People know, okay, if it's too much, if I don't like it, then I still have the option to leave. As the event field continues to move from logistics to design, we incorporate a lot of design thinking, which typically includes empathy as a step near the beginning of this process. Do you have any advice for our listeners going through this design thinking process on how they can truly empathize with these stakeholders that they are designing for? Well, what comes to my mind first is really get in touch with them, like speak to them, seek them out, seek out people who represent that group and get in touch with them to get feedback and also test in the beginning, test what works, what doesn't, what how people perceive it, because especially in the, this 
first prototyping phase, this will give you super helpful insights and maybe even like something you haven't thought of and um, that is super important to integrate or you thought something might work and it doesn't. What is your most impactful memory of a designed empathy experience, whether it's one you have participated in or one that you've facilitated? Um, a really impactful one. I have used parts of that in, in my workshops, but not to an extent how I have experienced it in other workshops. Um, it's about, you would use that as an element at the end with a really open target group, right? So where it's about even physical contact, hugging, for example, and um, the, the exercise, basically, um, the foundation is that people receive hugs, receive affection, um, and they have their eyes closed or they, they receive words of affirmation. And you just hear what other people want to share with you, like positive words, what they see in you, this encouragement but you don't really tie it to a specific person. So you take it in, you, you don't see who it comes from. You just receive the content, the feeling that is offered to you as a gift. So to me, that was one of the really most impactful um, exercises I have seen. I have also seen in other people and in parts, depending on which target group I designed for, I have also sometimes used it. And that is, this is like really touching, but this is, than something that you would use at the end where people already have established a connection to even um, create a deeper bond. One video came to my mind, I think it was an activation done by some kind of beer brand Heineken where they had two people with opposing political views build up a bar together, like really physically for a few hours, they built that bar, then they sat down and had a beer and then they told him, oh, by the way, um, she is a lesbian and you're homophobe. And then they, there was this moment of what? I can't believe because we've like built this bar together and I, I didn't think you're that person. And then they decided to, to stay and talk and opening up a room for conversation. And that just came to my mind as an example. Of course, for that, if you would somehow want to integrate a similar thing in an experience you would need to have a lot of insights right you could for example also have people share something in the beginning on a piece of paper and then in the end you exchange it so there's an element of surprise excellent response and great insights many people might think of empathy as wooey or hippie what would you say to them not at all empathy Besides creativity and besides awareness is one of the, I would say, success distinguishing factors of the future. You will need empathy. This is nothing wooey. This is like, there's a lot of science behind with mirror neutrons and so on. Mirror neurons, sorry. Um, there, this is one of the most important soft skills that you need to have. And it's also something that you can learn. So. It's not wooey at all. Some people might perceive some exercises as woo-woo. Um, but, and here's the coach asking, why is it woo for you? So what's behind that? What kind of limiting beliefs? Um, that's also interesting to look at, right? Why we have 
certain beliefs or views on things. Um, so empathy is really very important to, to be able to establish proper relationships. Um, and you might have experienced that maybe in the work context. If you don't have well-functioning relationships, well-functioning uh, connections with other people, you will never get to really solve things on the content level. If the relationship level has some kind of interruptions to it, if there's something going on, you won't be able to, to achieve or solve or create what you want with that person on that level until you have solved this. So empathy is, is super important. I would agree 100%. As we wrap up our podcast today, is there anything else specific you would like our listeners to know? Uh, one thing I would still like to mention when it comes to empathy is that true listening is very important. In real life, when you meet someone, but also especially when you're in, in a Zoom meeting, get rid of all the distractions, really decide to focus on the other person that you're having in front of you and truly listen, which means don't, while you're listening, don't judge, don't build an opinion, don't try to come up with an answer. Listen to truly understand where they are coming from and where they're going to, to understand their train of thought. Because so many times we are not listening and the other person will sense that. There's a, a nice exercise that you can do to practice this listening. Um, for example, uh, if you have one person share something, just give them a random question and the, the second person gets the instruction to interrupt and the other person needs to try to continue the conversation and then you do it a second time this time without interruption and just noticing the emotions that come up how it feels when someone is just constantly interrupting you versus when someone is fully present with you and is seeing you and, and listening to you and making you fully seen, that is a huge difference. And this is an element that is, I would say, even more important in, in, on Zoom or virtually because, I mean, the screen and this is the only thing that you have. Um, so if there's anyone out there who thinks, oh, empathy, I don't know, that's like nothing really important uh, and I don't really give a, can I say that? No. <laughs> okay. I don't really care. Um, then I invite you to be open for it and see what happens. Because even with people where you have, um, let's say, a relationship or a connection that could be improved, magic happens if you open up and if you become vulnerable. Magic that you probably wouldn't have expected that the other person reacts to that. So it's in your hands to make the first move and to extend that invite of opening up. That's, that's a powerful tool that you have and that you should use. Thank you so much. I don't know how many of our listeners knew that empathy experience design and empathy coaching were career choices. If they would like to connect with you, how can they get in touch? I have a website, katniawallish.com. Also, you will find me on on LinkedIn and on Instagram and on Facebook. So feel free to reach out if you want to connect. 
I will make sure to post all of those links in the podcast notes. This was such an amazing conversation and definitely an important topic that we need to all have on our radars, especially in our increasingly virtual world. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for the invite. It was a pleasure for me as well. To all of my friends out there listening today, thank you all for taking the time to make the time. I'll talk with you next week. Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.